0: In this portion of the KC Crew podcast is brought to you by Cricket Wireless. It's a new year and it's time for new possibilities. And do we ever need them? Cricket Wireless can help you make the easy switch to the plan that's right for you, starting at $30 a month. Smile and switch to Cricket. Activation and other fees and restrictions apply. Turn subject to Change See Store for details. What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I'm Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew.
1: Welcome. Hello, 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 beautiful
0: people. Hopefully you guys had a happy Easter. Yes, and happy
1: Easter to you and your family. And
0: continue to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, we are sending some of our subscribers some cool things, like a basket like this that has candles, uh, courtesy of Custom Candle Company. Uh, socks, Casey Crew socks, Casey Crew hats, and a bunch of cool different things, wine mugs, wine glasses, coffee mugs. So, you know, continue to subscribe. And every week, we're going to pick a couple of listeners and we're going to send you some cool stuff just because. And also, if you're
1: interested in any of Marcy's Candles, you can go to Custom Candle Company on Instagram.
0: That is right. And also, don't forget our car show is July 3rd, July 4th weekend. Hang out with us in Atlanta. The whole family will be down there uh celebrity cars custom cars exclusive cars old, old cars, cars uh face painting uh video gaming is going to be a fun day for the family so hopefully yes. we see you guys there now today it's all about you we've got your emails your dms your texts i sent you an email you didn't answer well today it's all about you so
1: cut the small talk let's go all right Let's see if we can get three in today, right?
0: Hey, yep. Hey, Envy and Gear. I love the podcast. I've been a faithful listener since the very beginning. Thank you. Even wrote in and you both answered an email of mine on episode 50. Oh, so you're being greedy. You oh, wow. Cool. <laughs> What's the likelihood that we'd have the same email or twice? Right. So this is Brian and me and that young lady didn't work out. Wait, what? She's going, this is Brian and me and that young lady didn't work out. Long story short, tried two different times. First time, we stopped being exclusive, and years later, I believe, 2018, we tried again. But she wanted a long-distance relationship. She stays in North Carolina, and I stay in Maryland, so I decided it'd be best to go separate ways because it honestly felt like I was being used as a layover and good dick while she visited her family while she was in town. Okay, I guess that was the old story. Mm -hmm. Now he's saying, I'm a new father to a beautiful baby girl who is about to turn one on 420. Irony, since I don't smoke. And another baby on the way. I love being a father. Another irony because I always said I never wanted kids of my own, even though I have four God kids everyone says I'm amazing with. And my daughter is so amazing. She is such a good baby and only cries when she is uncomfortable or wants to be heard. I'm especially attached to her because she was at 27 weeks and weighed only two pounds and stayed in the ICU for eight months before she was discharged. God bless. Scariest time of my life and she's a spitting image of me. So much that everyone calls her my mini, my twin, or me in a female form. I have a dilemma that I believe Envy can help me with. Recently, I had a dream. A child was abducted and hidden under a floorboard. I was so riled up that I woke up anxious in a sweat and ran to my daughter's room to be greeted with a big goofy smile, and then I burst into tears. So, having five children, three girls, how do you get over the anxiety, scared feeling of your kids being abducted? Wow. I hear you and Charlamagne talking at Breakfast Club, and that's one of Charlemagne's triggers since he has all girls. How do you get over the anxiety that comes with raising daughters in today's world with all the abductions and sex trafficking going on today? Oh, I mean, that's easy. I, I don't let my daughters go anywhere. That's pretty much it. When it comes to my kids, um, I really don't let them go anywhere without mom, dad, or Mercedes or grandparents being around. Um, that's that's what it is. I'm not one of those people that let my kids play in the park and I go take a jog. Uh, I'm not one of those parents that say, okay, you play here, I'll be right back. I'm not one of those parents that be like, hey, you guys stay in the house, I'm running to the store. We're not those parents. So if I go to the store,
1: we, we all go, go into the, the store. store.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's just what it is. That That's how I am as a yeah. dad. Um, as far as Madison uh, concerned, she is uh, 19. Uh, she'll be 20 this year. Yeah, it still concerns me. Um, she's supposed to be at NYU right now. But because of everything going on in the pandemic, she's been, you know, schooling from here. And I love it. I love the fact that I can go in her room and see that she's there. I love the fact that I could check up on it all the time. Uh, when she was in college, I had a little anxiety because I didn't know where she was 24-7. And Madison's a heavy sleeper. So sometimes when you call her, she doesn't answer the phone. It's not that something's wrong. It's sh- she just doesn't we, we, hear We it. did know where she was. What? All the time. Yeah, I know. But like, if she, if I ever called her and she and she didn't answer the oh, phone- Oh, then you would
1: have a battle. And she's patadouria. not here.
0: Right. And she's not here. Yeah. Yes, I would have anxiety. Um,
1: but, you know, it's a little strange because- When I was a freshman in college, well, first of all, I went to college when I was 17 Mm -hmm. and I was in a whole other state. I'm in Virginia and I always wondered to myself, how did my parents deal? Mm -hmm. And I spoke to my mom every day, but she didn't know every move that I made. You know, with Madison, when she was in New York on campus, I'm like, okay, let me know where you're going. Let me know when you get there. Let me know when you're leaving. Right. I don't care where you're going now, you don't need permission at this point. Well, the first few weeks of college, she did need permission. But once you know, I felt like she was comfortable with her surroundings and her normal places to go, then it was like, okay, now you don't need permission, but now I need to be informed. I need to know exactly where you're going and when you get back, who you're going to be with, and at least One telephone number of someone that you're with because in case something does happen to you and I call you and can't get in contact with you, I need an alternate number that I can get in contact with to Mm -hmm. know where's the last place you've been, where's the last place that they saw you, you know? But yeah, we knew how she
0: moved. Yeah, we know all of of Madison's friends. Uh, Our kids don't spend the night at anybody's house. Um, So yeah, we we, we continually watch our kids. We know what they're doing. We know what they're getting into. Madison and Logan, both of them, we told you they have trackers on their cars. So we know where their cars are, where we know where to find them. We know uh, if they accelerated too hard or if they uh, press the brakes too hard. We know how fast they're going. That's just us as parents.
1: Yes. And they um, know. It's not a secret. No, yeah, it's not like, a secret. Yeah,
0: they know. But
1: not not for nothing. Madison is so used to, how do I put it, um, being trained against abductions and things mm-hmm. like that that when she got her iphone she shared what is it Her location her location with us like so that no matter what we always know where she and her phone are like we didn't have to say okay share the little she's like all right i'm sending you this i'm sending you that you know what i mean so that she's like
0: all for it mm-hmm. yeah and uh when it comes to her like she tells us everything like she just went to the gym hey dad i'm going to the gym i'll be back and then I'm back. And as far as abductions, uh, well, you have to hop the gate. You have to get through Chuck Norris. Then you have to go through the alarm system. Then you got to get up the stairs. you got to get past my gun. And then if you get through all that, you and get the prize. And then you get the prize. Uh-huh. Right. But that's what it is. So when it comes to dealing with our kids, we are extra on top of it. Well, you know, even with the school, nobody could pick up our kids except for me, Madison, mommy, and mercedes those are the only four people that can pick up our kids uh my grandparents uh, my grandparents their grandparents are not even on the list which is crazy uh they just haven't been to the school no
1: they're not on the list because it's a new school and it's covid and they don't leave the house yeah but they don't need to put them on the
0: list but for right now those are the only four that could pick up our kids um and that's how we are like we take it serious we take everything serious and we continue to watch yes i have anxiety Uh, I don't worry as much because I always know where the kids are. I always know who's picking them up. I always know what they're doing. Uh, We taught our kids in an early age how to call us on the phone if need be, how to dial 911. So we do all of that. And then at the end of the day, we pray. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, for me, Mm -hmm. um, even and it's not just girls, you know, even with Logan, you know, Logan at 17 has to get permission to go anywhere that he's going and it's the same pro- protocol as Madison mm-hmm. like i need to know who you're going with but i know that it sounds a little crazy to his friends like he'll be out and he'll be like hey mom i'm at so and so's house is it okay if i go to so and so's house now mm-hmm. okay um who else is going to be there is it a party are the parents going to be home um going to be home is there going to be alcohol what's the deal all right do the parents know that something is going on at their house et cetera, et cetera, and so forth. Like we're very detail oriented when it comes to our kids. Mm -hmm. And we've always been, and you know what? I don't, I don't know if it's right um, to use the term overprotective. We are. I I don't know if it's overprotective. We're protective. And the reason is because, (laughs) I'm going to front, so many things have happened to me (laughs) Mm -hmm. in my life. Like so many um, uncanny things, unfathomable Things I've been robbed quite a few times, um, like directly. Um, you guys know our house has been burglarized. Um, I've encountered a lot of bad people <laughs> in my life, so mm-hmm. I'm from the school of thought that anything can happen to me um, or to my loved ones. You know, a lot of people are like, oh. that that would never happen or that can't happen to me. That only happens to other people or that happens to people like on TV. Like that doesn't happen. No, it happens. So I'm a worst case scenario type of person when it comes to my safety and the safety of my children. Um, so ever since they were little and I'm talking about little, like old enough to talk, we always talk to them about things like kidnapping, abductions, um, pretty much kidnapping and abductions, you know, and letting them know, like, if you're not careful and if you're not, um, aware of your surroundings, then you can be a victim. So ever since they were small, they always watch the news. And I used to DVR the news so that when something happened to a child, like an abduction, I would cue it and then bring Madison and Logan in Mm -hmm. and say, Hey, there was, um, there was an attempted abduction in Bergen County. I remember that was one of the particular things because we live in New Jersey. I'm like, Hey, sit down, look at this, look at the details. Look, it was a van. Like sometimes I tell you that it could be a van. Oh, look, this is what the guy looked like. Um, they gave a description, et cetera. And on a podcast a really long time ago, um, yeah, so maybe I'll, I'll, we can talk about it a little bit because it was quite some time ago. Um, I had a conversation with the kids a, a few conversations to kind of really uh, nail it into their brains about what to do if you ever are abducted um, well first ways to prevent being abducted if you're ever um, encountered by someone, you fight, you yell, you kick you scream you do all those things. some people think that if they just go that you know they won't be hurt or if they don't cause any problems no the statistics show that. The ones that fight, yell, scream—even if it means you getting hurt in the process—those are the ones that usually make it. So, we went over all of that. But in the case that you are abducted, if you're blindfolded or if you know you have something over head, your head and you cannot see, you have to take into consideration everything that's around you that you can observe with the rest of your senses. Are you in a car? Are you in a van? What kind of vehicle? Are you going over smooth roads? Are you going over a dirt road? You have to observe how long you're in the car because if you ever have the opportunity to get to a phone and tell the police anything, you can say, okay, I was abducted from the park near my house and I was probably in the car for about 30 minutes and you know, it was stop and go traffic, or it was just like smooth traffic, meaning like you were on a highway. This way they can kind of ascertain whether you're going through a town. So meaning you're still local, or if you were on a highway and there wasn't that much stopping and going like, all right, maybe you might be out of state 30 minutes, an hour, 45 minutes, whatever it is. Then I would try to get as much from the car or whatever, wherever I'm at on my body as possible. I would be scratching the fabric to get it underneath your nails. I would spit. I would lick my fingers. I would leave as much. I would pull out hair when they're not looking and leave as much of myself as I can in that car. You can tell I watch a lot of ID, right? Um, (laughs) But things of that nature. Our kids know their address, their telephone number. They can spit it out like that from two and a half years old. You know what I mean? So that If you ever have the opportunity, you know where you live, you know your phone number, you can call your parents. Our kids, our um, bus stop is literally uh, one, two, three houses away. So in Madison and Logan, we're going to school in town. They took the bus and it's maybe a four minute walk from our house to the bus stop. Our kids never went to the bus stop or got dropped off at the bus stop without someone taking them or meeting them there to bring them to our gate. Just because in that, because in that short period of time, I feel as though a kid can be abducted. Absolutely. Because There are people that lay in wait that know, okay, he gets off or he gets off the bus at mm-hmm. 2.52 every day. And they know at 2.52, they're going to come back maybe and take your kid because they know that there's no adult there to pick them up. Mm-hmm. And especially our bus stop, it's only three kids being let off the bus when it stops there. You know what I mean? So I always worried about that. And I would never be able to suffer through, you know, if it was say two fifty-two at three o'clock, I call my house and my kid's not there. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to go through that. And, you know, if you guys have been listening long enough, you guys know that um I was The victim of an an attempted abduction when I was nine years old. Mm -hmm. So, and I was walking my dog by myself um, on a Saturday morning, and it was in fact someone who knew that I was walking my dog the same day, the same time every day, and he found me. And for I don't know, for several days, I would see him walking down the street as I was walking up the street early in the morning, and then one day. He made his move, but hopefully you guys, you know, might have heard that podcast already. So yeah, um, I think that to um alleviate yourself of some of the stress when it comes to having daughters in particular, you have to educate your ch- your children and make sure that you take all of the precautions that you can mm-hmm. as a parent. Like even when we take our kids to the park. I mean, like Parents will be sitting there socializing and talking. And I can't tell you how many times you hear, oh my God, where's so and so? Where's so and so? Where's have you seen so and so? Have you seen so and so? And they're over there by the pond, or they're over there, or they're about to cross the street, or Mm -hmm. they're playing in traffic. It's because parents aren't really paying attention. And it's in my mind constantly Mm -hmm. that there's that guy, you know, there's that Chester that might have just pulled up, just waiting for a Mark waiting for an opportunity. Right. So when we, and a lot of times it'll be Rashawn and I both picking up the kids from school, like a few days ago. Um, and we take them to the park and all the other school kids are at the park and everybody's talking and whatnot. And I'm like, you got Jax? All right. I got Brooklyn and London. All right. You got Brooklyn. I got Jackson. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we're like on top of it because I'm fearful myself. So I understand your concern,
0: but that's how we deal with it. You wanted to know that's how, <laughs> now let's, let's hope continue. that was detailed enough. Yeah, I hope it was detailed enough. <laughs> And this portion of the KC Crew Podcast is brought to you by SESH, S-E-S-H Therapy. Traditional therapy can be expensive, and to many of us, it's inaccessible. SESH is an app offering a safe space for group support where you can connect with other people, all led by licensed expert therapists. Each SESH is a 60-minute online support group with a maximum of 14 participants, and it's only $60 per month for unlimited group sessions with licensed therapists. Each new user receives a free two-week trial. Take the first step and go to SeshTherapy.com today or download the Sesh app in the App Store today. Again, that's S-E-S-H-Therapy.com. Sesh is mental health care made easy, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Now let's get to another email of the week. Hey, what up, Gear and Envy? I have a dilemma, and I'm not sure what to do about it. Me and my boyfriend have been together for nine months and we moved in together and found out we have a child on the way.
1: Wait, they've been together for nine months Mm -hmm. and then just moved in together? Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: I know it may seem fast, but we know it's right. We are 29 and tired of the games, ready to commit to something real. Okay. We have talked about getting married way before we knew about the baby. He already has his wedding band and we have a date set for the wedding and formal engagement. Close friends and family know uh, of his know. My issue is that he wants a big wedding with our family and friends, and if it was up to me, we would get married in a courthouse. I suffer from social anxiety, (coughs) but he thinks I need to suck it up, and I'll be glad I did it later. I worry about public speaking vows, and our families clashing, mostly my family embarrassing me, and things being awkward because we're not that close, but most of all, I don't have any friends, female, at that, so who the hell's going to be my bridesmaid? Over the years, I lost my BFF from high school. We just grew apart, and now she considers someone I fell out with to be her best friend. Me and my stepsister used to be close, but we fell out, and she moved out of state. And a friend I made at college that was going to be my bridesmaid cut me off a few months ago for petty reasons. Damn. My sister is 12 years younger than me and a straight-up tomboy. We're not that close. I mean, I have a few girlfriends from jobs that I worked and we cool, but they already are close with their friends and I never want to overstep. So what do you think I should do? Is it okay for me not to have a bridesmaid? What is a good way to make female friends? Let me know what you think. And thank you for reading if you pick this email. Oh. Well, the problem is you. You ain't got no goddamn friends. Stop
1: it. That wasn't nice. Why?
0: No, I'm just saying, um... Uh, that's a tough one. I mean, how do you get married with no bridesmaids? But maybe he okay. got maybe he got some friends. Maybe he got some cousins, no, and sisters. Because y- no, you-, you can use both on both sides. No, you can. Typically, if you know them, if you're close with them. But she don't have she don't have any friends.
1: Well, oh, there's a few things to address. Okay, regarding that, um, I feel like it's your wedding, your rules. Um, for instance, my wedding. Everybody always said that, you know, nobody at the wedding is supposed to be supposed to wear white except the bride. But for me, I didn't really care about standing out. I cared about my bridesmaids being beautiful and me being beautiful and the whole thing being beautiful. So, not only did all of my bridesmaids wear white dresses, but they all wore big wedding type bridesmaid dresses mm-hmm. you know like they all had the tulle and you know the bustier top with all of the embellishments and everything and I thought that that was beautiful and that was it and did that go against wedding rules yeah but my wedding my rules so if you want to have a wedding where you have no bridesmaids um you would just have to convince him not to have any groomsmen what would might what would probably be a little bit more conceivable is maybe you just having one maid of honor and him just having one best man. But he might have a
0: bunch of brothers that he was like, he wants in his wedding or that's the thing. That's what
1: I'm saying. You would have to convince him. I'm just thinking of alternatives and she might just have to pick one. But the boys can pick
0: their girls. Like, like my, like let's say it's my wedding and I got a bunch of dudes with me, like say three dudes that are my mm -hmm. brothers that are going to be my, my groomsmen. Mm -hmm. They can just pick their wives or their girlfriends.
1: That could be an alternative, mm-hmm. but if you do the one, um, the one maid of honor and the one best man, it could be, say, for instance, your mother. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like that would be beautiful. She might not fuck
0: with her mother. She don't fuck with maybe nobody. not.
1: Stop that. Stop, Stop that. I mean, we don't know. I'm ju- we're just offering alternatives. I got an idea when you finish. Go ahead. Okay, <laughs> tell me your idea. You can tell me your idea now. You have to wait.
0: So this is what I was thinking. It's a pandemic, right? And you know, I know that. People are out there and weddings are smaller and people don't have the money. And this is what I was thinking. Benz is buying a house. And if you give Benz a little money, she'll be your bridesmaid.
1: <laughs> you hear this, Benz? I'm just I'm going to let you have five minutes for him. I'm just saying. When this podcast
0: is over. <laughs> I'm just saying. And not for nothing, um, Gia's not doing that right now either. So you can start her a little money. You got gear, you, you know, got Benz. We try to
1: decorate a new house.
0: So me and Benz both need a little bit Madison's <laughs> been asking me for these sneakers for weeks. Uh, Madison, a little money? You got Ben, you got, you got be. Maddie, and you got gear. Then, then you got three.
1: Wait, Esdott just raised his hand. we will put on S-Dot a wig. Esdott will put on a wig and a dress and too. He will so be now your rising. You got, you got full court. You got Maddie,
0: you got Ben, and you got gear.
1: Full court.
0: I just solved your problem. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but seriously, I was serious, but go ahead. seriously, yeah, I do like what you said regarding what, if, pay people. No, no. <laughs> regarding if the groomsmen have, but that's uh, that's not a great idea. Your bridesmaids are supposed to be your peoples. She just doesn't have any, and you don't really want to fake it because then when you go back and look at your wedding pictures. Like oh I don't even know that girl. What is she doing with herself now? Yeah, but, now nowadays, but then, do you but, know what I mean? she doesn't have
0: to have one. She can have a picture I, with, with with all of them, and then a picture without them.
1: Yes, I just don't. But if she doesn't have any bridesmaids, he cannot have groomsmen because then she'll just be sitting there looking lonely no, and don't, friendless. Don't
0: fuck up my wedding because you ain't got no friends,
1: Rashawn. There has this is a marriage. There just, has to be a compromise. This is my
0: bros. This is my best friend. So my she's cousins, just somebody. A, in my they
1: don't wedding. have. They, they, the wedding? No,
0: I want. The, I want to take the picture. We're all in Texas. She ain't got to be. Okay, there so what? Me. She's just supposed to be by herself on. She could be her in the middle. The- she could be in the middle, and we could all surround her in a picture.
1: And then she'll look lonely as hell, as though she had no That's bridesmaids. Not my
0: fault. She ain't got no friends. She don't have no bridesmaids.
1: Rashawn, mm-hmm. this what you're saying is terrible. All
0: right, well, we're what what you you supposed to
1: say productive things.
0: I, I mean, I really don't know. Like she has no friends. Like I don't know. what I don't he know. He just may
1: at. not be able to have. No,
0: but that's not fair to him.
1: So, you, in your opinion, it's the best idea. Whoever accompanies the grooms, the groomsmen, correct? Their wives or girlfriends will be on her side,
0: right? But she has to have a wedding. You have to give your vows. It's a
1: special. She doesn't moment. have to have a wedding. That's my next point.
0: Do he wants a wedding. Hold
1: on, hold on. I'm just we're gonna talk it through. Okay. Yeah, I mean. it doesn't seem as though finances are an issue. She didn't mention anything about finances, but when it comes to um, people getting married, I used to be of the frame of thought that, you know, a big wedding and a Mm -hmm. lavish wedding. I mean, that's what most girls dream of when they're younger um, and they envision marriage. Mm -hmm. Like that's just like symbolic, the big white dress and all that stuff. But now I feel as though, um, what we need as a married couple comes before having a lavish wedding. So if it were me um, getting married like close to 30, or you know, I think she's 29 or whatever, yeah, I could forego the big wedding, um, or I could have a destination wedding, something that does not cost that much, or I could get married at the JOP. Do you know what I mean? And then plan a reception afterwards or a celebration afterwards, or take one year and save. And then maybe for your one, one year anniversary, then have like a big celebration. Um, cause I know a lot of people are, they go through that, mm-hmm. um, whether we're going to have the wedding or if we're just going to get married at the courthouse or whatever, like, how does that look? And you know, what do people think? Like what's your opinion about that? So I'm just throwing that out. Not that that is necessarily their issue. Um, but even if that is their issue, he really wants big wedding. Maybe he was a little boy that dreamed about it mm-hmm. when he was a kid. So yes, you're going to have the wedding. You're going to have to have the wedding. Um, I just think that we have to work through the bridesmaid situation. And even if it means that you have to ask friends at work, that just might have to be the route if he is gung ho on having groomsmen.
0: I feel bad for you. If 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 COVID wasn't hitting and you were in New Jersey, me and Gia would pull up. I would pull up.
1: How do you know where she's
0: from? Well, I don't know. I don't know where she's from, but COVID's hitting, so I ain't going nowhere. But if COVID wasn't hitting and we when you were in Jersey, Gia and I would pull up and Gia would be, uh, me and Gia would be a bridesmaids. Well, you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> I'd be a bridesmaid and he'd be there to support.
0: There you go. <laughs> but, but but think about that. Maybe use their 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 spouses, their girlfriends, and then maybe ask people from work and say, hey, you know, it could be that type of thing. Um. She asked,
1: where's a good place to meet girlfriends? Hmm.
0: He doesn't really have that many girlfriends either, so...
1: No, to be honest with you, um, I only have like maybe three newer friends, aside from friends that I grew up with, friends that I went to high school with, and friends that I went to college with. Um, Those are my closest friends. And then outside of that, I probably have three other friends. So I'm not people that I call friends, you know, most other people are, you know, like acquaintances, people that you talk to on occasion or, um, under certain circumstances. But when I use the word friend, like it's very, very serious. Um, but where can you find acquaintances? That's really tough. I could tell you where to go to find a man, but <laughs> to go and meet girls, like usually you meet other females at school um at work or things that you enjoy at church or during hobbies um so if you're not in school anymore and you're not really thinking about inviting the girls from work i would have to ask if you go to church or if you have any hobbies but that would be pretty much the only places that you would meet emails because there's no mm-hmm. online friend meeting sites <laughs> or anything like that so and then to take it a step further Maybe you need to think about um, possibly if there's anything about your personality that might be off-putting to other people. I'm not saying that you are, because again, that could just be a circumstance of you know your life, um, your fallout with your best friend and um, whomever else. Uh, it doesn't mean that there has to be something going on with you, but. If it were me, it's something that I would just consider. Like, is there something about me that turns people off?
0: And regardless of what happens, enjoy your day. You don't need bridesmaids. And I'm
1: congratulations. Just, I'm, yeah, I'm
0: just joking with you when I say you need. You don't need bridesmaid. This is your special day. You could be the only chick that pops out. Who cares? You enjoy your day. You invite your family. Fuck if they embarrass you. Who cares? This is your day. You enjoy it. You be happy. Mm-hmm. And and you spend. You know you you. And you have those memories for life. So mm-hmm. just be happy. Don't worry about the, the mother bitches. If they don't want to fuck with you, they don't want to fuck with you anyway. And just even, enjoy the day with your And hubby.
1: even with your vows, don't worry about memorizing them. If you have to pull out a piece of paper, actually what a nice thing to do would be like to take your vows, have it printed out, and then have it in a frame. Then read from the frame at the altar. Because then it's a pretty way. Like when you see people at the altar and they just whip out a piece of paper and they unfold it and they read it. You know. Hmm may not be the best thing. Like, frame your vows and sit there and read it. So that can alleviate some of your social anxiety yeah. or
0: your fear of talking in front of people. You're not going to do that. That's gear. She's going to color coordinate and all that shit. Fuck that. Just say it from the heart. Babe, I no, love you. No, no, no. She know. has
1: social anxiety. That's not... Like, saying it from the heart doesn't work because then when she gets in front of a group of people and she starts to try to form her words, the anxiety can take take over her. Her heart can start beating. She cannot possibly even form what this. she wants to say. No, this. read your vows, practice them, and that will take care of some, at the very least, of your anxiety. But don't worry about any of that. Like Just like Rashawn said, this is your day. You put everything else aside. You put all of your worries aside. All you have to worry about is being happy, being in love, and looking beautiful that day.
0: Or just take a couple shots of tequila and then just start spitting the shit out. You, you ain't going to remember anyway. Just have a good time. It's your wedding. And this portion of the Casey Crew Podcast is brought to you by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable form and a fraction of the price. No waiting in line at the pharmacy. It ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com. Don't like taking pills? No problems here. Blue Chew's tablets are chewable. Blue Chew tablets are made in the USA and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit BlueChew.com. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we got a special deal for all our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code KCCREW at checkout and just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-CHEW.com. Promo code KCCREW to receive your first month free. Next email. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Hey, hey, NB. hey, I listen to your podcast every week and I love you guys. I would love some advice uh, on something that has been at the forefront of my mind lately. Myself and my boyfriend are 23 and 24 years old. And we have been together for around six years now. A couple of years ago, we managed to buy a nice two bedroom apartment in a great area And as far as I was concerned, I was going to be content there for the next few years at least. We also managed to purchase a home and the original plan was to flip it, but I fell pregnant and we ended up renovating the home and moving in. I would say I am like most other 23-year-olds and I am nowhere near as financially stable as I would like to become. I don't think anybody is. But
1: that's dope. They bought a house, they were going to flip it, and she's talking about not being Mm -hmm. that financially stable at 23. That seems pretty awesome to me. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
0: However, with that being said, I kind of fell into a really good job that I enjoy and I have a small business. So I guess I wouldn't fit the criteria of being broke either. My boyfriend on the other hand started a YouTube channel way before I even met him and in the last 2 or 3 years as has really been successful and he is definitely much more financially free than I am. But I have to explain to him just because he has money doesn't mean you just spend it here and there and everywhere. And I think he should invest in a few forms of income. But he doesn't listen. And I get it. Uh, I get it. We're young. And unlike me, he wasn't raised with financial st- stability. My parents could provide my family. Anyway, my dilemma is that my boyfriend is now taking my advice to literally and he wants to buy another two properties. He can afford to do this, but I can't. And I'm already very financially set back paying mortgage on two properties and having a baby. My boyfriend says he will take care of the money aspect. And we just work on this new project together. But I don't want to give him 100% financial reign on anything, nor do I want to become a full time mom, because quite frankly, I don't trust him with money. I'm also pregnant again and have recently taken in my little sister to live with us full time due to issues within my family. I have my hands full. My question is do you think I should give up my own career to stay home? And do you have any advice on how I can get my boyfriend to be smarter with money? Also, side note, my boyfriend bought me a Range Rover as a push gift after my first pregnancy. And recently, as a congrats, you're pregnant again gift, he bought me a yacht. A yacht. What on earth am I meant to do with a damn yacht? We don't even live by no water. (laughs) (laughs) You guys know what I should do with a yacht? And see what I mean when I say he just spends money to spend money. Thank you.
1: Okay, I just need to reconcile a few things in my mind. He's 24 and bought a yacht. Yes. Are there other interpretations of the word yacht? No. Nope. Like, could like a tugboat with like certain features be considered a yacht? Nope. So he bought her a yacht. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like he got it. What? I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't be too concerned.
0: But but I will what? say this at at I love the way that you think and I wish I thought like that at 2324. Uh I didn't. Even though Gia and I still we purchased homes and we had a place to stay and, and we were we were secure. We still wild out. We still did a lot of fuck shit. Um did we? I bought cars with rims with 22 inch with TVs and all types of stupid shit. Um we just we did a lot of traveling. We spent money. We spent money before we were secure because we were young. We, you know, we were the first person in, in our family to really have that type of money. And we act like it was going out of style. We did what we <laughs> wanted to do. There was nothing wrong with it at the time, but I wish we would have My invested. mom would
1: say you spend money like it's burning a hole in your pocket. It was.
0: It was. <laughs> it was burning a hole in our pocket. But I really wish we would have invested early on. Uh, we're doing well now, but we, we could have been doing a lot better. I mean, just imagine if we'd have purchased homes back when we were 23. You know, right now, those homes would have been worth millions and millions and millions, but we didn't. Uh, we purchased ha- homes that we lived in. Right. So, uh, it, well. We did both.
1: Yeah, we, yeah, we it did it both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But,
0: you know, uh, having a yacht with no water around, I don't I don't see it. Uh, everybody tells me that uh, a boat or a yacht is probably one of the first investments. Yeah. You're happy when you buy it and you're happy you when you sell it. One of the worst investments. Sorry, one of the worst investments. Yeah. They say you're happy when you buy it, happy when you sell it.
1: Happy, happy when you buy it, happier when you, you sell, sell it. it. Yeah.
0: So, what I would do is, um, it's hard to tell somebody who's making money that, hey, you know, this is, this could stop at any time. Because when you're making money, you never expect it to stop. I mean, look at every, everybody that's happening, everything that's happening in the pandemic. Uh, a lot of people never thought, and they thought that a pandemic was going to last a month or two, maybe three months, maybe six. I mean, here we're over a year and a lot of people haven't worked in over a year and wish they planned accordingly. I don't think anybody ever knew, but this will change history forever. Yeah. Um. So the fact that he wants to buy more properties, I would let him. I would say, yeah, let's buy more properties because if not, he's probably going to buy you another yacht or he's going to buy you something else crazy. At least
1: sink it into something that, that can that make you some money. Is of
0: value. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I would look into other things. I wouldn't quit my career either. I would, I would continue to, if you enjoy it, I would continue to work and the money that you have this extra put in different things, not just real estate, do things that will make you money. Look at stocks and bonds. If you're not familiar with it, just put a little bit into it and see how it does. Uh, real estate, do a little bit of real estate, you know, go into things that you're, you're playing with and that you save. Maybe you have an idea for a business, maybe you have an idea for a franchise, you know, do different things so everything can come in. With us, we have, we try to have a little bit of everything. And I would definitely say if it wasn't for the fact that we have all these different monetary incomes coming in, we would be hurt during the pandemic. But for us, you know, whether we have the juice bar, we have the water company, we have the breakfast club, we have the podcast, we have, um, speaking engagements. I have me DJ.
1: Hostings, appearances, we have postings, seminars, everything.
0: Appearances. Yeah. We have a couple of different businesses that we own. Um, but all that comes in. But it's monthly.
1: not, but it's not only those things. It, has always been the preparation for something like this, not necessarily a pandemic, but for a rainy day, or if Rashawn breaks both of his arms and can't DJ anymore, (laughs) like you just never know what the future holds. So it's always proactive to be prepared, um, in case the bleep hits the fan. So when we budget, um, what we do is we take a certain amount that We know that is needed for all of the bills. Then we have a certain amount that we save every month, no matter what. Um, Then there's another amount that we put aside for our children. So for education and for after they graduate college, et cetera. And then whatever is left over is discretionary income. And that discretionary income is what we use to spend on things that we like, whether it's vacations or personal things for ourselves or whatever. Um, but you should always be prepared. You should never be spending close to everything that you have. And obviously not everything that you have. Um, a lot of people that we know do in fact live check to check or might only have three months of reserve, um, in the bank. And those are the people that were hit the hardest during the pandemic because there was nothing to fall back on. I like the idea of uh, having at least 12 months of reserve in the bank. So after your bills, your obligations, everything like that, you know that if anything happens, you can live for 12 months without suffering and without pulling your hair out. And it gives you enough time to get something else going, to get another job or to re-up or whatever. You just have to live Responsibly when it comes to finances,
0: right. So I would encourage him. If you guys are not gonna yachters, you don't live on the water, you don't have a boat on the water, you don't need a yacht unless you're gonna use it to rent it out. Um, And I would, if he wants to buy more properties, I would buy more properties. You know, I have a bunch of real estate properties. We have a bunch of tenants. We do flips. We just do things to bring money in. I would look into that, but I would definitely not. Definitely, definitely not give it in my job. And I would have that conversation with him or have that talk with him and say, hey, we need to invest more. Let's look at this and start looking at different things. Um, of course, you know, I do a seminar with real estate where we break down how we make money in real estate. That might be a good option for him to go or maybe yourself to I think to they're go. in
1: England. You said, she said mum.
0: Yeah, she said mum. So maybe they She's are in probably, England. yeah. Or if not, you know, looking to real estate. There's classes online. I wouldn't spend a lot of money on a class. So That's what I don't want you to do. They have classes out there, thousands of dollars. If a class is thousands of dollars, don't do it. But if it's a couple of hundred dollars or you can Google and see how things work, check out different podcasts, whether it's mine and Caesar's podcast, whether it's the EYL podcast, it's called Earn Your Leisure, uh, Bigger Pocket podcast is another podcast about real estate. These are podcasts that I trust in and I say that you can go. There's a lot of people that will try to get you. So just be careful. But I would do my homework and look to invest in, in certain things, buy stocks. If you like to fly a certain airline, maybe you buy that stock. If you use certain products in your crib, you buy that stock. These are things that you can do and continue to make money so that way you don't have a yacht and you have your kids calling your mom.
1: (laughs) Two more things. Um, I'm wondering why you don't trust his financial decision-making process. Because he just bought a yacht. No. If that decision-making process has gotten him to the point where he can buy a Range Rover for her birthday and a yacht.
0: I don't think it's how he makes the money. I think it's what he spends the money on. You know what I mean? Like for instance, uh-huh. I am the type I, where I make a lot of money, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If you weren't in my life, sometimes to tell me to chill out, I definitely would have forty-four cars outside. I love oh, cars, as opposed
1: to sixteen. Got it.
0: But I would have forty-four cars outside. That—that's what I would have. You know what uh-huh. I mean? That's who I am as a person. You know what I mean? Right. I love vehicles. I would have a lot of Ferrari. I'd have. Every every car out So everywhere. it's not
1: that he just needs management. Correct. You and believe. I think
0: she's there to manage him.
1: Okay. Um, so there's that. The second thing is you guys aren't married. You refer to him as your boyfriend. Um, I'm wondering why you're not married. You have two kids and he's um, providing you with a lavish lifestyle <laughs> and whatnot. I'm just wondering what's holding back the vows. Um, but taking into consideration that you're not married... Um, I would not give up my career or independence for anyone because our expectation is always that things will work out and things will be wonderful. And for you, I'm sure, okay, yes, we're going to get married, but you never know what can happen. I would never put myself in a position where I'm at a deficit or disabled from earning an income because once you lose that, it's very hard to get back into that lifestyle where, you know, once you give up your career um, and you lose those legs, it's very difficult to get back into that pathway of success where your career is concerned. You have to get back in and then regain your footing. Um, So I would not do that. Um, No matter what, I would make sure that I kept whatever I have going, going and Like Rashawn said, try to manage him and then try to work in a cooperative way where everybody's goals are set. But make sure that you sit down and you do a budget with him. And then have a certain amount for discretionary income where he can behave lavishly if he chooses to.
0: Yeah. So he was posted. Let us know. And we wish you the best. All right. And don't forget, if you have an email or a question, you could always email us at. D, oh, I was going to say DJ Envy, The Casey Crew, T H E E, KC Crew at gmail.com. And we appreciate you guys for listening again. And send us your emails and your questions. We'd love to answer. Yes. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. I'm DJ Envy. And
1: I'm Kia Casey. And
0: that's another edition of The Casey Crew.
1: Doodles. Doodles.